the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Greetings. Welcome to Victory Lane. I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life through the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus and the pardon of their sins, while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And remembering this always, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, we're gonna. Uh, I think we're gonna be able to uh, sum up this teaching on temptation today. We're gonna get right to it. Father God in heaven, we thank you for your grace, goodness, and mercy. Come with us now, Lord, and lead us and guide us by the power of the Holy Spirit. What you would have us to learn to make us better equipped men and women of God. In Jesus' name, we ask. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter, second chapter, verse 9. So, we're talking about temptation, and this is what God would do. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. God knows how to, to deliver you from temptation. That's the, we talked about that. There's no temptation taking you but such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not let you suffer your temptation more than you are able to stand, but with that temptation also make a way for you to escape. And it says that God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. He knows how to deliver you from your temptation. That's why Jesus said in his prayer, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's a prayer. God knows how to do that, and he will do that. You just don't give in to your temptation. You don't give in to it. I was at a church one day when I, was in, I lived in Alaska, Fairbanks, Alaska, for seven years, 20 below, 30 below, 40 below, 24 hours of darkness. God sent me there on a mission to make me a preacher. That's where I was. And this guy did an act in in Alaska. Whatever you do, when you break the law in Fairbanks, Alaska, you go into the police blotter immediately. Shoplifting, running red light, domestic violence, your name is going into the police blotter, and the whole town is going to know. So we, we were at church one day. And everybody was talking. Did you did you hear about so and so? You hear about so and so? It was a musician. 
played the piano. And uh, <clears throat> it was in the news. And the news said he got busted for shoplifting. And the pastor didn't find out till Sunday morning. And everybody was talking. And the pastor took him in the office. And the pastor walked back in the church with him, stand, with him behind him. They walked in together. And another preacher. He sat him on the front row. And he got in the pulpit. And he says, well, everybody's talking to me, telling me uh, this and that about what happened. I said, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. But I talked to the young man, and uh, now he has something to say. So the man stood up, and he said, I fell short of my temptation. If anybody want to talk to me about it, I can talk to you after church. And the pastor got back up and said, go play the piano. Sometimes we will fall short of our temptation. Sometimes we will give in to our temptation and commit the act of sin. That should not stop us. Don't let it stop you from serving God. Don't let guilt, don't let shame, don't, don't let none of that stop you from serving God. Don't let none of that stop you from going to church. Don't let none of that stop you from serving God. Don't let none of that stop you from being the Christian that you are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. James 1. Let's go to James 1. James 1. Oh, that pastor, by the way, he's going on the glory. His name is Pastor, pastor Charles Barlow of St. John Baptist Church in Fairbanks, Alaska. Great man of God. I ain't going to tell you that other brother's name because that's private. James 1, 2 and 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that this the trying of your faith, faith, work and patience. Count it all joy when you get tempted, when you get tested, when you fall into diverse temptation. Knowing this, the trying of your faith, work is patience. You're being tried. You're being tested. You're going to be tested. All of us are going to be tested. You say you're a Christian, guess what? You're going to go through a test. You're going to be tempted to do wrong. Now, that test should work a lot of, uh, it should work, it should try your, it should try, try, trying of your faith and work patience. Your faith in Christ, work patience. That let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. It's, it's a working thing. It's a working thing. You may mess up. Keep your faith. Keep your faith in God. First Peter four. First Peter chapter four. Check this out in twelve. Check it out. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Don't think it's strange what you're going through. Why me? Uh, you had a, a, the PLOM party, Polillo me. Don't think it's strange. The tests and the trials that you go through as though some strange thing has happened to you. 13 says, but rejoice. And as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. We are partakers of the sufferings of Christ. When we go through this stuff. That when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad. Also, with exceeding joy. When is that going to happen? When he come back? When is he coming back? I'm going to talk about that next. Now, let's go to Matthew 
26 and 41, we talked about this, and Jesus said, Watch that ye enter not into temptation, for the spirit is indeed willing, and the flesh is weak. Now I'm, ta I'm talking about resisting temptation now. Number one, watch that ye enter not into temptation, for the spirit is willing, and the flesh is weak. First Peter 5, 5 and 8, watch. Check this out. 5 and 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be sober. You got to be, you, you got to, you, you, you got to be sober-minded viewing the eternity of where you're going to be with God. Be sober-minded. Be sober. Be vigilant. You got to be alert. You got to be careful. You got to watch out for dangers. You got to be vigilant. Huh? Watch out for dangers. Why? Why? Because your adversary, your enemy, your enemy, your rival, your foe, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We're talking about resisting now. Okay? We talked about temptation. Now I'm talking about resisting temptation. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks around as a roaring lion seeking who may, may devour. You seen those stories on the Discovery Channel? The lion, king of the jungle. What did he do? He walked around looking for a weak animal or someone who's not in the herd. That's what happens when you leave church. He's looking for the weakness of the bunch, seeking whom he may what? Devour. Because that's what the lion does. When he catches his prey, he devours it. He eats it. And Peter, God is equating the devil the same as a roaring lion. When you look at that lion, next time you see those nature channels and him devouring his prey, that's what devil, the devil will do to you. If you're not vigilant, if you're not watchful, if you're not mindful, he will devour you. He came to seek and kill and destroy. Yes, that's what he does. That's his mission. I'm talking about resisting temptation now. James 4. James Fourth chapter, seven and eight. Reads like this: Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Many people, you've heard it said in church: Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. They, they give you the part B. But you got to get to the part A before you get to B. You can't get to part B until you get until you. Uh, uh, are at part A. Do you understand part A? And part A said, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You got to be submitted, mind, body, spirit, heart, soul, to God. Submit thyself to God. Resist the devil. Then you can res resist the devil when you're submitted to God. That's why God said uh, the first, the first, the first and great commandment. First and great commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. 
Then you can resist the devil. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will leave you. But only for a moment. He's coming back. He's coming back because he's going to test you. You might have got through that test, but he coming. he's coming. He's coming again, but you got to resist him. You got to resist him. How do I do that? I'm telling you, submit yourself to God. Somebody asked me, Reverend Gray, uh, I joined church and I was on fire. I was on fire and uh, I was coming to church, I was coming to Bible study. And he said, but it seemed like the fire went out. You know, the fire wasn't as as robust as it was when I started church. And I said to him, when you have a fire in the fire pit or a campfire and the fire is burning real bright and it's real strong and you can feel the heat of the fire, as the fire burns, the logs become the embers and the fire dies down. And what I told him to do, I said, you have to keep logs on the fire and keep the fire burning. You have to keep the fire burning in your walk with God. You can't, let me tell you, you can't get comfortable. You can't get complacent. You can't get content as a child of God and not Put wood on the fire. And what, what am I talking about? I'm glad you asked. Check this out. Matthew 12, 43 and 45. When an unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walking through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. That's what happened to you when you became a Christian. You start living holy. You start living righteous. The unclean spirit left you. The spirit of God came into you. And it had presence more than the unclean spirit. And the and the, and and he, and he, he seek it, go to dry place, seek it, rest, and find the unclean spirit. Left you walking around trying to find somebody else. Then he said, "I will return to the house from which I came out of." And when he has come, he finding it, finding it empty, swept, and garnished. This is what happened to people in church who leave church. You're on fire. You, 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 you're doing the will of God. You're on fire. You, you come to the Bible study. You go to church. You're doing that. And then you stop. And then the unclean spirit comes back and says, your house is empty. It's swept. It's clean. I don't see God in here. You're not going to Bible study. You're not going to church. You're not listening to religious programs on the radio. You're not listening to religious programs on the TV. You're not reading your Bible. You're not praying. Oh, man, I got to do something about this, the unclean spirit says, and what he does. Then the unclean spirit goes away, and he takes it with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. He's going to get some more demons to come back into your house because your house is clean. You don't church, you don't go to church no more. 
You don't go to Bible study. You don't pray. You don't read your Bible. You don't do, go to Sunday school. You don't do none of those things anymore. You, so your house is empty. Your house is empty. Your fire has gone out. You ain't putting no more logs on the fire. Let me go get some more, some more wicked people, spirits. And they enter in and dwell there. And then they come back and get in your house and get in your spirit. And the late and the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so it shall be for this wicked generation. And the last state of that man is worse than it was before he knew God. Why? Because you let the fire go out. Don't let your fire go out. Put another log on it. Stay in church. Go to Bible study. Go to prayer meeting. Fellowship. Read your word. Read the daily bread. All the time, all the time, all the time. If not, you open yourself for another spirit to come in and take control. That's why David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide it in my heart so that I might not sin against God. I will hide God's word. How do I hide it in my heart? I hide it in my heart by memorization of some scripture or some word that's going to help me. I hide it in my heart. And it's a lamp unto my feet, what I know, what I see, what I hear. It's a lamp unto my feet. I'm going to walk that direction. I'm going that way. I'm not going this way. I'm not going that way. I'm walking in the light. It's a lamp unto my feet. Psalms 1, and 1 through 3 says what? Some of y'all know this. The Bible scholars know this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man who stands not in the way of sinners or sit with the scornful. Sinners, people living in the world, scornful, those who are cynical and, 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 and sneering and hypocritical and talk about God. Blessed is the man who don't do that. But it's delight, verse number two, it's in the law of the Lord. His, I'm talking about resisting temptation. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. I'm reading, I'm studying. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. And his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. When you got the word of God in you, you're like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. That bring forth fruit in the season. Your leaf won't wither. And whatever you do shall prosper. Blessed is the man. James 1 and 12 says, Blessed. Blessed. I'm talking about resisting temptation. Blessed. 1 and 2 says, Blessed. I love that word. Blessed is the man. 1 and 2. Blessed. 1 and 12. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Blessed are you when you, have, when you have endured, when you have went through temptation, and when you have been tried, you shall receive the crown of life on that great getting up morning, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Blessed is the man who goes through, who lives through, who undergoes, who encounters, and or the woman. And cope with temptation. Now, how do I do that? How do I do that? How do I do that? You got to put on the whole arm of God. Ephesians 6. 
6. Here we go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Huh? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. From the cradle to the grave, it's going to be hard, it's going to be conflicts, it's going to be foes within foes, without a constant struggle, with the constant struggle against the flesh and the lust of it, and the temptations of Satan. We must understand that our warfare is not human or physical, but spiritual. Not flesh or blood or another person, but against spiritual forces that possess unbelievable power. We must therefore protect ourselves. How? How? By putting on the whole armor of God. The belt of truth. Verse 14. The truth of Jesus Christ and the word of God. The breastplate of righteousness. The righteousness of Christ. And live a righteous life every day. Verse 15. Pete shot with the preparation of peace. Put on the gospel of peace. Share the gospel wherever you go. We're talking about resisting temptation. Verse 16, the shield of faith, belief in God and his word and his promises, which will quench the fiery temptations and the arrows of Satan. Verse 17, the helmet of salvation, being saved and, and, and delivered and from the world of temptation and keeping my mind on God through the trials and its corruptions of the world. Verse 17, the sword, the word of God, study, learn, memorize, and use God's word, and more importantly, live by the word of God, and you will be protected more and more from the onslaught of the temptations and the trials of the enemy to win battle after battle after battle, day after day. Verse 18, a supernatural provision prayer. Put on a prayer cloth, pray, be in constant prayer, asking God to keep you and protect you and deliver you. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities, spiritual wickedness in our places. There's a lot of stuff. With, it's stuff that's beyond your comprehension. That's why you got to keep the arm on. Here, check this out. We're talking about resisting temptation. Why? Because you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. First Peter 2 and 9. But ye are a chosen generation. This is you, a royal priesthood. This is you, a holy nation. This is you, a peculiar people. This is you, that ye should show forth the praises of God, who has what? Called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. This is who you are. Be a child of God. Jeremiah 1 and 5 said, Be up before I formed thee, before you were formed in the belly of your mother's womb, I knew you and separated you and ordained you and changed you and made you a prophet. I, I made you who you are before the foundation of the world. Therefore, flee fornication. 1 Corinthians 7 and 18, flee fornication. Because guess what? 
First Corinthians. Oh, let me go here. Let me go here. We we we, we about we about summing it up. I'm summing it up. First Corinthians seven says and eight. I say therefore, flee fornication. Seven and eighteen. No. Y'all look that up. First Corinthians, it says flee, flee fornication. Must be second Corinthians. I don't know. But flee fornication. Because you know why? I'm going to tell you why. First Corinthians 5 and 19. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Here, I'll give you the reason why. Da, 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 da. Because. You shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. What ye know, that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, and ye have been bought with a price, and ye, and you shall not enter into the kingdom of of God. You shall not enter into the kingdom of God. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Read it for yourself. How shall we who are baptizing with Christ live any longer in sin? No. That's Romans the 6th chapter. And remember this, the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, and you've been bought with a price. And that's how you resist temptation. God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you next time around on the Speaking of the Last Days. God bless you. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching at gospel1190.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.